0: Cause I don't even really know this chick. She's in my house. She's dying on my couch. So there's a knock at my door and I, I don't, I don't want to answer it. Cause I don't want anyone to see what the hell's going on. I'm like in a state of shock at this point. Right. So I answer the door and it's the girl's grandma looking for. Her. Hey,
1: this is Matt Cox and I'm here with Josh Josh actually runs a prison channel called DocTV813, and he's from Tampa. Did you grow up in Tampa? Yeah, I was yeah. born in Tampa. Yeah. And so we're doing an interview. Uh, all right. So it's not. <laughs> that's yeah, what we're that's doing. That's it. No, it's not, there's not a, not a lot that goes into my intro. Um, yeah. All right. So so what you were born, well, basically, you, you were in prison for what? what?
0: Total of six years. I went to prison uh, twice, so... Okay. And then a bunch of times in county jail and a couple uh, juvenile programs that right. I went to. So, yeah, it's been a, a glorious life.
1: Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you were born in Tampa.
0: I was born in Tampa. Yeah. So um, I was born in Tampa and um, my mom and dad never married. Um, it was a pretty rough from the beginning. You know what I mean? With them. <clears throat> and then they separated and my mom started drinking a lot. She is an alcoholic. So, you know, my dad was working, trying to build a business. They're not together. And I ended up with my grandparents uh, and they, they raised me my pretty much my whole life. My dad died when I was seven. My mom never stopped drinking from the time I was two. So I went to live with my grandparents, like pretty much permanently, you know, she would Come in and out of my life at some points, and I would go live with her for a couple months, but then, you know, shit would go crazy, and that's really, like, when I became exposed to, like, chaos, you know, like, domestic batteries and shit like that. So, all right, well, where did you go to school? I went to school in Pasco.
1: All right, and when, so when did you... I mean, you already said juvenile facility. So, I mean, I'm assuming you basically were getting into trouble from the very get-go. Yeah,
0: man. It happened from a pretty young age. So, the first charge I ever caught, and before I get into that, like, I don't know what made me start getting in trouble. I don't know if it was because I saw the shit I saw with my mom or... It was almost like I was addicted to the chaos, I guess, and a weird
1: well, you're also if your grandparents are probably at that point you're young they're still what i mean it's hard for them to keep an eye on you right yeah Is that...
0: they they were they were pretty young, but yeah, like it was there was nothing they could do once I decided to really go right you know what I mean, but so yeah, I was twelve years old, I'm in sixth grade, um me and a kid, it was one of my good friends growing up, like you know in elementary school. He gets off at my stop at the bus stop and, you know, we had got some weed from a high schooler because the schools were connected and we went and we smoked some weed and we got high and as we're smoking the weed, like he pulls out a handkerchief and he, I was like, what's that for? And he's like, oh, I'm hitting houses. And that's how I had my fingerprints, like putting it over your hands. So he was like, I'm like, what? So he's telling me about how he's robbing houses. And I'm like, well, shit, bro. This sounds easy the way he's talking about it. So he's like, you want to hit a house? So we end up hitting this house. It was an ex Tampa Bay Buccaneers that lived in my neighborhood. We knew his son, but we didn't really like him. So with that day when we we're smoking, we're like, well, dude, this kid's dad, his parents got money. He was an ex Buccaneer we don't really like the kid we know he's not at home right now we know his parent you know so we end up hitting the house and we stole guns ammunition we stole over ten thousand dollars in jewelry so that charge you're you're at six you're
1: you're sixth grade you're what 12 13
0: bro the money that we we stole the jewelry and his sister pawned him and we got the money so i'm in sixth grade in the cafeteria buying like Girl's chip burgers and freaking ice cream sandwiches thinking I'm like this pimp, bro. (laughs) So, but yeah. So as you know, though, in Florida, the laws are fucked up. So when I got caught for the robbery, I, when we stole the ammunition, we armed ourselves in the process of a burglary. So now I just turned. Okay. For the burglary. All right. For the burglary. Yeah, it was, it would have been like a regular burglary, like of an occupied or unoccupied. But since we stole, you know, gun and ammunition, they, they bumped it up to armed burglary. Which, you know, that's a serious charge. Right. That's a PBL in Florida. So, um, and then we stole over $10,000 in jewelry. So we got a grand larceny charge. I'm in sixth grade detectives. How'd they, how'd you get caught? Okay. So, so remember when we were smoking the weed, he's hitting other houses. Well, oh. he got caught for one of those houses and it all matched the same M.O., He got busted and you know how that goes. So, (laughs) so (laughs) Josh. Yeah. So I'm in sixth grade. I look across out of my science class and there's detectives arresting the kid I robbed the house with. So I was like, Oh man, they're coming for me. So I, I walked all the way home. I get home. I call my grandfather. I'm like, they're coming and they end up coming to the house. They're knocking on the door. I hide under the bed. He's like, don't answer the door. They get me an attorney. And I ended up getting felony probation until I was 18 for that charge. And I had to pay restitution and do all the little, you know, jump through the fucking hoops. They make you jump through. Well, how old were you? I was 12 when I caught that charge. You were on probation from 12 to, to 18, 18. Yeah. To an adult. And I had to complete a bunch of other stuff. So needless to say, I didn't, I didn't complete that. And then if I would have, it wouldn't have been on my record. But now, you know, I, obviously yeah. it is. Yeah so you know after that i kind of stopped and it scared me and you know i i did good for a little bit and then i eventually like 13 14 i started you know i don't know what it was with me man like i always had a an attraction to bad shit like i didn't you know watch you know steve urkel i was watching scarface and i was like that's the kind of fucking life i want you know what i mean right but that never happened so (laughs) um So, yeah, I just started like, you know, making bad decisions, man, and getting in fights at movie theaters turned into violating probation for battery, um, you know, just a bunch of other like stupid charges. But it all stemmed back to a big charge, which was the armed burglary. So I ended up having to go to a juvenile program where where where's really like I got a taste of what like being locked up was. You know what I mean? Like, I mean,
1: I've heard the. Juvenile pro every, everybody, every time I've ever talked to anybody about the juvenile programs, the, 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 like the facilities are fucking are horrible. Yeah. horrible. Was, I mean, that's what everybody's, I don't know how yours was, but everybody I've talked to has been like, Oh, they're, they're like gladiator schools. They're just fights all the time. And it's, yeah,
0: yeah. You're fighting like 24 seven, especially when you get there and then, you know, kids are stupid. So they're like sticking broomsticks up kids' asses and shit when they're fighting them. So just like a lot of crazy shit. And it's like, you know, when you're young and you watch that, you almost get desensitized to the violence because it just becomes like an everyday thing. So it almost like it conditions you to be the convict, the state yeah, wants you
1: to be. You yeah, know what I mean? It turns into a little monster.
0: Yeah, like a little heathen. So, um, you know, I went in there. I did what I had to do to survive in that place. Um, and I got out. And even after that, man, like I never really wanted to change. There was this point. When I was like 18, 19, that, you know, I'm, we were, I was already selling weed. So I have a partner that we're selling weed. We're skipping school. We think we're fucking Pablo Escobar and shit. And you know, his dad was like hooked in with this like biker gang. So he was like, man, why are y'all making that little money selling weed when you could be doing this? So That's someone's parent. Yeah, that was my home, (laughs) my boy's dad. Yeah, so so check this. You guys
1: aren't doing it on a big enough level. That's your problem. That's what your guys are doing wrong. You're not at at the high level.
0: Yeah, and when and when you hear the story, and I'm telling you, like, wait, wait till you hear what happened. So he put us in with this doctor. He said. You know go in this doctor's office, you're going to tell him this, this and this, and he's going to give you this, this and this, and then you're going to bring it back to me, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to give you money, you know what I mean? So really it was like a selfish need for the dad, I think yeah. so so we end up doing it, and we get these scripts. we're getting like at this time it was like Viking in, it was like you know Xanax And what, th- what time frame
1: was this? What year was this two, This as, is when. 19- this was like 2002,
0: 2001, 2003 around that right. area.
1: So there's pill mills, but they're not really not clamping yet. and they're not clamping down on yeah. them yet. They're just starting to blossom.
0: This was like before there was pill mills. There was this like infamous doctor in Pasco, um, Dr. Corbathina. <clears throat> and he had two offices, and he was he was already a pill mill before anyone had ever heard about pill mills. You right. know what I'm saying? So we went in and we started getting prescriptions. We started selling them. We're still selling the weed, we're making more money. And eventually, you know, my, my friend starts taking the pills that we're selling and he starts getting really bad on Xanax. And we would like, this was before pills when Vicodins were like, you know, wow. Now, right. you know, it's fentanyl, but so we had all the Vicodin and we end up getting stronger pills. They were Oxycontin eighties and they had a coating on them. So, you know, my boy that's popping the Xanax is like, oh man, these are supposed to be fucking crazy. So he ends up taking one. And there's a coding, it's a time release pill. So he doesn't feel anything in you know, an hour or two and we're at a party and he's like, man, these ain't shit. And he starts taking more. And oh. so does the kid that lived, that was with us at this party. They lived across the street from each other. Right. So we leave the party. I drive both of them home, drop Joe, he gets out, goes across the street. The other kid goes home and I go home the next morning, like 11 o'clock. I'm like waking up and I got all these like messages on my voicemail. So I was like, well, damn, I called Joe. He didn't answer. I called the other kid. So I drive over to Joe's and when I get there, like an ambulance had just left. So the Joe that took all those pills, he died. And so did the kid across the street. They were both taking the pills that night. So I'm sitting in the front of his, in his house with his mom and his dad, his mom's freaking heartbroken. And like, the dad's the one that sent us on the mission to begin with. So, like, and I know all this. Right. So, you know, my head is, like, fucking going everywhere because I was, like, my best friend. So it was just, it was crazy, man. So that doctor ended up getting arrested. He had Medicaid fraud, Medicare fraud, all a bunch of shit. What What happened with the... Uh,
1: what's going on? Okay. Sorry. So what... I mean, did the doctor get arrested because of that? He no, got arrested. No. So he like didn't. the scripts didn't catch up with him. Yeah, no, he it didn't. just eventually for something else he got indicted and 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 okay.
0: Right, and it was at this point because
1: right? you know now they they crucify like that doctor. Oh, they would have yeah, made been a huge investigation. <laughs> But I mean I'm just saying I remember when I was growing up, if you went into the doctors, you said, Oh, I'm feeling anxious and stressed." like they they cut your script like nothing. Yeah. Now no you have to go through jump through hoops yeah. to get a script for anything. It used to be you could walk in and say, Hey, my buddy's taking so and so and I have the same kind of issue. Can I get a script for this? Eh, sure. Before I you and when you just walked in, they're already pulling out the script. Yep. They're writing scripts for anything. Xanax, you need, you know, value. What do you need? What what's wrong?
0: Okay. Yep. Now it's now not, it's way different. Yeah. Now people that need it can't get it. You know, absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, so, I used to
1: take I used to take have a prescript, uh, a script for Xanax. I went to go get another script. They were like, "No." <laughs> what, what do you mean no? I, I used to home. have a script. <laughs> yeah, you need to go, "Well, you have to come in. We have to try you on this first and in 6 months then come back and we'll try like it was like, well, "What do you you're you're Yeah, they're making you, you jump through hoops." Right. Like for Yeah, well, even, even though for I nothing. felt like I needed it, you know. So, anyway, see now I'll say that. And now there'll be co- people in the comment
0: section will be like, bro, I'm going to send you some Xam. don't send me anything. Yeah, don't, you don't do, that. <laughs> <Don't> do nothing. <laughs> I'm good. So, so yeah, man, it was at that point really where, you know, when I saw the things with the doctor and the money. Um, and like I said, that was before the pill mills were really bad. And it was at this point that they were beginning to, to yeah. build momentum. You know what I mean? So, Um, I just got really, uh, in that man. So I was, you know, going to the doctor. How old are you at this point? I was like 21, 20, 21 around there. Um, I was, so I was 21. I was with a girl that was like 34, I think at that time. So now I'm going to the doctor. I have her going to the doctor. So between us, we can make, you know, like five grand a week easy. Just us going and selling the shit. Right. So, you know, then all these people start becoming addicted to pills, you know, like the whole county is a freaking cesspool. So people are sick and now you have the opportunity because somebody does all their pills and now they're sick and they need more and they did their whole script in a week. So now they what are they going to do? So then they would, you know, call me and I would front them, you know, 100 pills for 200 back when they go to the doctor. By the time you do that with like five, 10 people each person the next thing you know you have like this pipeline of right. people that you know every month are getting you know 200 pills worth 15 a piece and so,
1: they know somebody and they know somebody right so, you know, you're, you're right. running out a-
0: so now i'm renting a hotel room in sarasota with like 10 other people And I'm taking all them to the doctor because we can't do it where we live in Tampa because we already did that like two days ago. So now we're on to like the next county. And then I eventually ended up meeting some lady who owned a company and her son lived in Kentucky. And in Kentucky,
1: it's yeah,
0: 30 milligram oxycodone that's $8 in Florida is $30 in Kentucky because they sell it for a dollar a milligram because it's like the hillbilly heroin up there. So now I'm mailing, now I'm driving, now I'm like driving straight through 20 hours just to bring hundreds of pills to get rid of them for more money. And then I eventually got into a car accident. I got ejected from the car, broke my sternum, coming home from a car show one day. And uh, so I go to the hospital and I get painkillers to kill the pain. And then the next thing I knew, like fast forward six, seven months, now they're have, like, sunk their claws into me, like, because I started taking it for a good reason, but a lot of people don't get that once you do that, you know, you can't just stop. Yeah, you're locked in. Yeah, you're, you're, you'll go, you'll get sick.
1: Even man. the medication that helps to get you off of, like, Suboxone, you'll right. get hooked on Suboxone. Right. It's, it's less addictive. It's still addictive. You know, you still, I know guys that are like, I got hooked on Suboxone. Yeah, and
0: that was, Ow. like... It's supposed to get you off. Right, exactly. But that was like 10 years ago. So I would literally walk into one doctor and I would get, you know, um, 300 oxycodone 30s, 120 Xanax bars, 120 somas, 240 oxy40s in one month from one doctor so when you start getting that you know what i mean and you're selling them and you're making money and then now you're taking them eventually like your habit just goes through the freaking roof like if i told you what, how many pills i've took in one day you'd probably be like yeah right bro right. like i thought it was cool to say that yeah, you,
1: know? you yeah you build up a to- huge tolerance yeah,
0: yeah so that that went on and you know when that happened um you know, man, it just gets dark. You start, once you're in that game, you start meeting people that, you know, normally you're not going to go fucking chill with, you know what I right. mean? And so it just, you know, you, the gangs start coming into play and then you have like, you know, now I'm going to jail. So now I'm becoming accustomed to going to jail. The first time I went to jail, I was scared. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be there. did never wanted to go back. But then 10 times later, Now I'm walking in and I I know the fucking half the pod because I was in here a year ago, you know, and I just became, that became the way of life. And so I was doing the doctor shopping. I'm with the chick that's 34. I'm like 20 something, early 20s. Um, We were living in Ocala. All the doctors were in Tampa. So I came up with the bright idea. Let's move to Tampa. So we're right near the fucking doctors. We don't got to make this drive anymore. So we did. Uh, We we find this condo and we move in and there's no washer and dryer. There's nothing in it. I got to take like five people to the doctor the day we move in. So she's there. I leave pick up all these kids, bring them to the doctor. Like they're like 19 year old kids. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: This sounds like, I and mean, we've talked about it. Like this sounds like the book I wrote generation oxy on Doug Dodd. Yeah.
0: I know Doug. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I know. Yeah, you, the, yeah. Yeah. You knew a bunch of We grew up the, in the same town.
1: Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. the same thing. He's driving. He's on picking this guy up. I'm yeah. dropping this guy. Guy, go yeah. get these two guys. I'm, it
0: was so, everything you're
1: saying is like exactly like his story.
0: Yeah. It was, it nuts, just keeps man. getting
1: worse and worse. And he, people are dying left and right. Like he, he could name. 10 people that he knew that died like so-and-so died and -and so-and-so these are guys that he knows just like you
0: yeah still dying too to this day so all right so we move in um and we don't have anything there i gotta take these people to the doctor so i do that it's like three o'clock in the afternoon i'm coming home i got a bunch of pills i'm already on the phone telling my friends like hey i got you here i'll meet you here you know what i mean so i get home and she's there with some chick that she had like met that lived in the, like the complex where we were moving into. So I had all these people coming over and I had to leave. And I'm like, yo, who is this chick? Like, you need to get her out of here. And she's like, Oh, she's just the neighbor. She's like, we're going to go to, she's going to come with me to the laundromat to do the laundry. Cause we didn't have anything in there. So they leave. I do what I got to do. I forget how long went by probably about an hour or something like that. And they come home and I can tell right when they walk in the door, like something's off. Like they look like they were either like trying to like something just, it didn't feel right. So like five minutes after they get home, there's a knock at the door and I'm thinking it's like someone I know coming, coming by. So I don't think I open the door. It's a cop and he's like, where's, I'm not going to say her name, but where's so-and-so. And I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? And she's right behind me. You know, it's a little apartment that we're in a little condo. And he, when they were out, they went to get something to eat. They rear ended somebody at a light and I guess she didn't have a license and I didn't know that. So they backed up and left. They got the tag. So now they're arresting the girl that I'm with. Right. Well, the other girl's there with her. So I'm, as she's getting arrested, I'm telling the other girl like, Hey, you need to go home. I'm going to go bond her out. You know, I don't even know who the hell, I don't even know this girl's name at this point. So she walks off. I go back in the house, call people. Anyways, I had to be there the next day at 6 a.m. to pick her up. So I set the alarm, passed out, took, took a bunch of Xanax and fell asleep. Woke up because the phone's going off and I go out into the living room and the girl that was with my girl when she got arrested is on the couch, like passed out, like laid out on the couch. And as I walk over to her, there's like all these pills everywhere. So I'm like, in my head, when I saw that, I was like, she tried to rob me and passed out in the process because she was all probably messed up. So I go over and I'm mad. So I like hit her on her shoulder. I'm like, yo, wake up, bitch. Right? So when I do that, she starts going into convulsions, foaming out of her mouth, like literally flopping, like like violently back and forth, like to the point where I was like, Damn, like, like an exorcism type shit. So I go over to the fridge. I'm grabbing water. I'm dumping it on her. I'm freaking out because I don't even really know this chick. She's in my house. She's dying on my couch. So there's a knock at my door, and I, I don't, I don't want to answer it because I don't want anyone to see what the hell's going on. I'm like in a state of shock at this point. Right. So I answer the door, and it's the girl's grandma looking for, like the odds of this, man. So... Uh, she's on the couch. my grandma sees she's freaking out. She's like, call nine one one. I had like a little cordless phone. This was back in the day. And I dial like five one one. And I'm like, they're not answering. Nine one one's not answering. Cause I don't want the cops there. There's right. so much shit going on. And finally I had to call nine one one because I, I don't want this girl to die, but I don't want to go to prison either. Right. So I'm at this like, let her die, go to prison. And you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I got something, you know, I'm a good person. I'm not going to let that happen. So, They come, they take her in an ambulance, dude, like literally probably like 10 or 15 cop cars show up in front of my condo. And, you know, they already knew who I was in this town. I'd been arrested two weeks prior to this arrest. I was arrested for a DUI. I was in selling pills, pulled up to a light at two o'clock in the morning and fell asleep with my foot on the brake out of light and woke up with a cop waking me up because I'd been out all night. Not good. So they already knew me, man. They didn't like me. So when they showed up, it wasn't like, hey, what's going on? It's, hey, motherfucker, we're here. You know what I mean? So all said and done, man, they went in my house. When, when When the girl's being taken away, I tried to pick up all the pills. I literally had so many bottles that I didn't, you know, I'm trying to put them all back in the right one. I missed a bunch. They go around the house. They pick up all the pills they find in the cushions, underneath the coffee table. They bag them all up. They weigh them. Now they charge me with trafficking for every pill they picked up. And there was four different traffickings. And as this is all going on and I'm being, you know, told I'm going to jail for, you know, minimum mandatory trafficking charges, they're like, oh, that girl just died too in the ambulance. So I'm like, what?
1: Did she really die?
0: No. So she. Okay. So they're playing me now because all right, all right. they think... And they're, they're, they, you know, when cops show up to a crime scene, they do one of two things. They form a story on what they think happened after, you know, they talk to everybody right. and they go with that. That never changes because right. then they, they don't want to look stupid. So when they pulled up on my, you know, great day, they, they came out with the conclusion. We're going to say this dude's a fucking drug dealer. He was selling drugs. This girl came over to buy drugs. He probably, you know, fucked her and she OD'd. Right. Which, which was what they tried to say. So anyways, they take her to the hospital. She is on life support. So when they said that, it was like a half truth. Um, she goes to the hospital. They book me in to, to, to jail. And when I already get to the jail, there's already cameras there like following me into the jail. I wanted to ask me questions because they were at my house for like eight hours. So this all was like brewing for this. Like, big case. Yeah, there's
1: plenty of time for the media to jump on it. Right, right. There's a death. There are other... Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I go to jail. Pill
1: mills are just starting to be a big deal.
0: Yeah. So, this was, like, one of those cases, like, we're going to use this dumbass as an example. So... She ends up living, you know, she, um, they, I'm charged with the trafficking. They dropped the trafficking down to sales and delivery. This was like, I fought this case for like a year and a half because they were trying to say that I sold her drugs. She OD'd, she woke up from being on life support and said that I told her to leave. And she broke back in my house because she had nowhere to go. And I'm sure, you know, she was looking for shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, even if she so, didn't,
1: even if she just stumbled across it, it doesn't matter. You didn't sell it. She right, broke in exactly, and so that there are a lot that, of their cases. That just was like it. a
0: thing they they couldn't really prove. So when she said she broke back in, they they tried to arrest her on burglary. So they were trying to the, like yeah, turn the, us yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. each other, right? So trying she to get ends her up into moving. a position
1: where she'll say whatever they want. Yeah. Right? So
0: she ended up moving never came to any of the uh, any of the things the state wanted her to come to so it was really like a dead case but I still at the end of the day had pills like you know I was going to the doctor and they were prescribed but I had more pills that you know that doctor I was going to wasn't so I had to take the the charges for the possessions and the sales charges so I ended up going to prison I got 28 months they first like offered five then they you know how they do it Yeah, yeah so Yeah. And so I went to prison, man. State of Florida. How was that? (laughs) It was rough, bro. (laughs) It was rough.
1: It it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't wasn't like Coleman low. No,
0: I don't know what that's like, but I don't think it is, man. No, trust me. it was. I I mean, every
1: story I hear about state prison, even in lower custody is just like horrible.
0: Yeah. So the first, honestly, the first time I went to prison, it really wasn't bad at all. And I think that's why I went back. Um, when I went in there, I was having a girl bring me pills to Vizo. I was selling them green dot money on the way home, so as I'm getting out, I have money, but i I'm stupid, you know what I mean i was I just wanted to like be a drug dealer. I didn't really have like any other aspirations um in my life at that point i did I couldn't see it any other way. Until the Florida put in the pill database in effect, which means you couldn't can't go to multiple doctors. You can't
1: can't doctor shop.
0: Yeah. So there goes the the income that I like planned on having. So um, I ended up getting arrested again for sales charges um, and a grand theft and um, possession charges. And I go back to prison now. Except this time, you know, the first time I went to prison, I was in Orlando, which is a pretty sweet camp in in the state system. The second time I went to golf, which is in like the panhandle of Florida. And that's really like when I got exposed to like real prison, not. You know, like where you got to worry, like, you know, there was times when I was there in the beginning, I was like, man, I don't got to worry about an inmate killing me. I got to worry about a fucking guard like stomping me to death in confinement or wherever I'm at. And that's really what's bad about Florida is the guards, man. Like they literally I've done, you know, episodes on it on my channel. Um, the the corruption is just crazy. And then you put a bunch of fucked up inmates in there on top of that. Right. It's like a, a recipe for disaster. And so, yeah, I get to that camp right when I get there. I get off the bus. Some fucking hillbilly redneck, about four of them, all fat, all obese, can barely talk, two teeth between the five of them, say, welcome to Wee Wahitchka, Florida, and we gon' hit ya. And I'm looking at myself like, bro, where the fuck am I at, dude? Like, the prison looked like Shawshank Redemption. Right. Like, you know, one, one building of that. Um... The women look like men. They all fuck each other. They all live in a trailer park right outside the prison. And you're just like, I felt like I was in like, um you know, boys to the hood and the hills have eyes like mixed. Like it was just. I was like it was a culture shock. Not saying I wasn't in the streets selling drugs and being around, you know, some yeah, gangster some
1: backwoods, hillbilly.
0: Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's just it was it was crazy, man. And then, you know, you have the inmates, and now you know you have to, you know, that camp I was at was a violent camp. I think it was like seventy percent of it was child molesters, murderers, rapists, all the, you know, the great crimes. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm there. Um, and it was, it was like a shock, like I'm saying. So I get into a dorm, I'm adjusting, you know how it is when you get in there, you kind of like feeling everyone out. Right. So I get in this dorm and I'm in there and everything's going all right, man. It's a shitty camp. We never go to wreck. We're in the dorm all day. And, um, like three weeks,
1: this is still a camp. This is a camp. So. It's
0: an annex. So they, in Florida, they have a a main unit an annex and a work camp, and yeah, in Florida I think they just call them camps. There's not really still like, like prisons. Yeah, it's not. There's no like penitentiary. I guess FSP would be one, but I don't know. It's it's a serious prison. Like right. when, when I say camp, I don't mean like you know like picnic. I mean yeah like, yeah
1: like, like I mean like in a federal yeah. camp. Most federal camps don't have. They don't even have fences. You know, if they do, it's a little tiny five. Yeah foot, no. There's
0: foot gun thing. towers here. There's yeah. Well they, yeah. Okay. So
1: prison. So yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You say can't you say camp, and I think,
0: oh, it's a joke. It's no big deal. It's, yeah, you know. that's what a lot of people. I feel like when they hear that, they yeah. think that. So I'm in this dorm three weeks, and they move this this black guy into the dorm one day at like you know like noon or whatever. He get he gets brought in by three officers with all his shit, you know, in his bags. Right. So they're you know they're at the officer station. I'm laid back on my bunk, and like right even i right when I saw this dude, like I don't know for me man like. I can pretty much tell, especially in there, like if by somebody's demeanor and how they are, if I'm going to like even give them the time of the day to talk and shit. So I could tell he was a booty bandit. And if you, you know, people don't know what that is. That is uh, a guy that's in prison. Usually a guy that's been down a while. Nowadays though, it's a guy with a fucking year and a day and they literally walk the compound every day and they're looking for ass. Like, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, they're, they're chasing they're, ass They're looking for uh, a yeah. punk to,
0: to fuck do something strange for some change yeah so i could tell this guy was a booty bandit when he moved in and so when they were at the officer station they point to the bunk he walks over the three officers come he puts his shit in his box out on his on his uh near his uh near his bunk and when he puts all his shit in he like goes to do some those three officers go over they pick his bin up they dump all his shit out and they piss all on his shit in the middle of the dorm So this dude came into the dorm because he, this, I was at the annex. He was at the main unit. He, they transferred him to the annex because he got in a relationship with a female officer and she was related to all the other officers and she fell in love with him and he's a booty bandit. So he, she don't got to worry about him finding girls. He's fucking dudes. Right. So that's what he wanted to do. And so she got all upset about it. She, he wrote Tallahassee on her and told them that they had a relationship because she wouldn't, like, leave him alone. Well, now, now her brother, her cousin, and all the other dudes that work there that are her family, that's why they're pissing on his shit now because they found out that he did that to their, you know, sister. So I already knew this guy was no good. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a bad thing. So yeah. And now now, you know, a couple days have gone by, and now I find out he's not only a booty bandit, He's also a gunner, a mad gunner, bro. <laughs> like a fucking we, sniper. <laughs> we, just, let's, uh,
1: we just did a video. We just did a video where me and this guy, uh, Zach, were talking about that. We were talking about yeah. gunners. Yeah. Gunner. I was like, sniper, like, there's a difference. There's snipers and there's gunners that'll get right up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. so
0: I, and I don't even really like talking about this stuff, but you'd be surprised. Like if I talk, you know, like we were talking about this, yeah. if, if I sat up here and talked about, you know. I don't want your 14 year old to go to prison and here's why. And then I, and now I'm going to tell you a story right now in our interview and more people are going to listen to it and watch it. And I don't know why, but this is the story. So the dude's a gunner. All right. He's and he's like fucking fanatical with it. Like he's at the, he's at the water fountain. He's in the shower at every one time, every day with, you know, it's, it's like a regimen they're on. (laughs) It's fucking nuts. So Um, he's, so I'm, I'm watching, you know, you're in the dorm, you know, people are talking, you're watching this fucking dude. So I'm like, don't like this dude. right? Right. So this is my luck. And it's always like been like this for me. Like I always run into one dude in the dorm that I just can't stand. And usually they take care of themselves and end up crashing out. But so, um, they end up moving me into a quarter bunk and they move him to the fucking bunk next to me. So like, this is what I was just saying. So. I knew right then, like, this is gonna end bad. One of us is getting beat up and we're gonna go to confinement. And it was winter, and it sucks to be in confinement in winter in Florida. So, anyways, so he's gunning, he's doing his little fucking thing that he does. And they go, they call master roster one night. So everybody goes to their bunk. The woman officer comes out of the officer station. She's like doing her rounds to the laundry. The same
1: one that she, he was hooked up with? Oh, a yeah.
0: No, 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 a different, different one. But he's already on this one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And anyone, anyone can get it with this dude. <laughs> so she's doing her rounds. And, you know, when they do that, when they're done counting and then they do their walkthroughs, they tell you to relax where you can, you don't have to sit up. You can lay down in your bunk until they clear count. So I lay down. I'm on a wall corner bunk. So I face the wall. I'm just laying there. And I like hear all this commotion, like people saying shit or like you can just tell someone's going on. So I roll back over. I look and the dude that's sleeping on the bunk next to me is literally sprawled out on his bunk. The ladies in the back laundry room, like doing something bent over and he's gunning her down on his bunk in the middle of the day room. And this is what I roll over to, to look at right when I'm like, you know, waking up. So I was just like, bro, like I just lost it. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't say anything. I just acted like I didn't see it. I put my shoes on and then we just started going at it right there. So I forget how long we fought. It wasn't long. Cause you know, they don't last long in there, but, but I got the best of them and they came in, they sprayed us, they handcuffed us. They take us out of the dorm. They take him like to medical. I'm walking across the compound the wardens doing like checks or I don't know he was out there so he thinks like I'm a b and this was like you know something more than it was so I just told him like look the dude's a fucking predator and this is what happened and da 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 -da. so I end up going to confinement for that he's in confinement all the whole confinement wing is talking shit to him as we're doing our confinement time saying you let that white boy beat your ass da 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 you soft you know how
1: it goes yeah, yeah Now you're, yeah, now you're a target. It's almost putting a target on your back
0: now. Yeah, now you signed me up for another confinement thing because now he's going to feel some type. Yeah, so that's what now. happened. We got out of confinement. and I just went right up to him like, look, bro, it's a dead issue. I'm not like, fuck with all they're saying. Like, w- is it good or are we good? Because like, I don't want to be on a prison with somebody I got to worry about. So we kind of just squashed it at that point. I know I didn't like him again. You know what I'm saying? But so that was like my first experience and I kind of knocked everything out at once. I, I got in a fight. I fought a booty bandit, which you never want to do, a gunner, and, you know, just some piece of shit. His name was Dirt, if that tells you anything <laughs> about him, man. When you're <laughs> named after Dirt, yeah, yeah. you're I, a piece I, of I shit.
1: i <laughs> done a few Dirts. Yeah. Dirts, Doo's, Wee Wee's, Pookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, when did you get released from that?
0: The, the last, when I got released last was August 1st, 2014. So I've been out, you know, quite a while.
1: Right. So, so you, I mean, you got out, but now you're, you're, you've got a, what do you, you've got a job now, but yeah. you're also running the, the, um, doc TV, eight, one, three channel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: Yes, which well, is funny
1: because first when you first did it it was just Doc TV, and then you yeah, added the eight one three because yeah. there was uh, there was uh, like another Doc TV. Yeah, right? there
0: was like ten of them. I was oh. like, "Fuck, that's so, my luck, though, man." You know, it could be raining pussies and I get hit in the head with a dick.
1: <laughs> just, so, how's it going? I mean, I, I see your stuff. Like, I, and that's good. how that's how we got hooked up. You sent a comment to me saying, Hey, I yeah. just started this channel. If you want to be interviewed or, you know, whatever, I forget what it was, but
0: yeah, I saw you on Dateline like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. and, and I was just like, wow, this is a story. You know, I'm in Tampa. It was in Tampa and it sounds like something I would do if I had the opportunity. So it was just crazy. Like how I saw you on YouTube. Well, you were all over at that point, but yeah. So I started the channel. um, You know, when I got out, things weren't great, you know, struggled a little bit. Um and during that process of, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a personal trainer. I got, I'm certified in like four different things. So I train people um, privately online, do shit like that and then do YouTube. And then I do some other stuff too. Um, but during the process of getting to that point, you know, I struggled, there was, you know, different shit in life, you know, it's yeah. not easy. Um, no,
1: especially getting out, you're, you get out, you're, you're a multiple felon just got out of being a felon is bad enough, but just got out of prison. That's an extra stigma. Got to find a place to live. Nobody wants to rent to you. You know, got to find a job. Nobody wants you to work there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's all these things get out with virtually nothing. You know what? How many years? the last uh your last prison well the
0: last one i did was only like 18 months
1: okay well 18 months still your half your stuff's gone yeah stolen stolen from everybody you know stolen from all your buddies yeah all your buddies immediately come in and steal from you yeah like you're lucky if you have uh, some clothes left I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's it's, hard, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then like you said, the job thing, and that's really what drove me to the YouTube thing. So I used to work, you know, in commercial gyms, PT manager, like I was good at selling it. Not so much. I didn't really like training, but, uh, so I, you know, would have people use my record against me. I had a dude that owned a gym tell me, I said, dude, you owe me like fucking $1,800. And he's like, no, one's going to believe you. You're a felon. Yeah, so yeah. like, what do you do? So I, I was. You did a
1: video on that. guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, I had him on a phone call record. Yeah, I did a video. I put it on my YouTube, and it was like kind of. Then I was just like, man, like I was always looking in my life for something I can do on my own. I don't need anybody to do it, and you know, create a revenue source from it. Uh, hopefully, right. and, well,
1: and 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 there's guy. There are tons of guys, not tons, but there's there's quite a few guys that are making like good money doing prison just they went to prison for a year or two or six years or five years. And they're, they're, they're just interviewing other guys and they're talking about prison and, and they're, they're doing great.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like what made me want to start it. You know what I mean? Is just to help maybe somebody that's struggling, but there was a bunch of reasons. Honestly, I I wanted to work for myself. Um, I, you know, I don't want to go back to prison. I don't want anybody to go back if they don't have to. And then, you know, man, all the corruption that goes on in the system, like you can literally do nothing. And get a life sentence. It's it's like it's that simple. Like it's I was just, just thinking
1: when they added up your pills, like the 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 way that yeah, even though it, them. even the pill system in Florida, the way they weigh it to they weigh the 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 pills to determine what your man your your minimum mandatory is, and yeah. it's like okay, so you can have like a, an oxy fifty can weigh or an actually whatever an oxy, uh, an oxy an oxy 80 can actually weigh less than like an oxy 20 even though it's got more milligrams because it's a different manufacturer
0: right so or and, and you,
1: you get charged more for the 20 than you do the 80 even though this is the this is way more stronger, potent yeah, yeah. It, it, like it's just weight it's like, and they put do it together?
0: they do it like vicodin is hydro hydrocodone and acetaminophen they put together well if you get an oxy 30 it's just oxycodone But now you have a pill that doesn't do shit to you. And then you have a pill that can, but you're going to get more time for the Vicodin because it has all that acetaminophen. So when they weigh it. Right. It's heavier. It's filler. So you're going to get more. It's just, man, it's just crazy. And yeah. And I, you know, want to expose it. And then I started making the YouTube and doing editing and all that. And that's kind of cool too. And then I'm learning that. So it's just been, it's a process, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you got anything else?
0: Yeah, go check out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell tell them what to expect on your channel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. What what? Yeah, what what is your channel what like? What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? What what's it about?
0: So on my YouTube channel, um, I bring people on that I've been to, in prison with, that I know that have been to prison, or you know, random people to share their story, so you know they can get their voice out there and talk about the corruption and all the shit that goes on, and more importantly, just to see that somebody can be, you know, with nothing in life have no you know drive to do anything good and then can turn their life around like you know look at you and me for example so, you right. know, who would ever thought we'd be sitting here doing this but mm-hmm. so and um I talk about my story on there which you guys heard a little bit of that today um and I cover crime stories um I do a bunch of different things but so go check it out it's on uh YouTube doc tv 813 um and, and smash that subscribe button
1: yep Alright, well, this, was, uh, this is, was Josh, and check out his channel, and I appreciate you guys watching, and if you like the video, subscribe, share the video, hit the like button, hit the bell for the notification, do me a favor, and leave a comment for the algorithm, and see you.